All right, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Movie Roulette. Yes, I do not know when this is released, but that does not matter. I'm putting Welcome it into back. the air. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. Hopefully. Hopefully, maybe Merry Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> I'm back. It's your boy, Arande. I'm here with my homies, Dwight. Say hello to the people. Greetings, everybody. The genius is back. And Akeen, how you doing? I'm doing amazing. Glad to be here. All right. So, uh, I believe that we have released our roulette spin. And uh, for this specific podcast, we decided to watch Hereditary. And you know what's funny? We, we were talking about, like, doing, like, a Halloween podcast and stuff and, like, watching, like, scary movies. And um, that that role was not that. It was just, it was just a regular role, but it just, we just happened to get hereditary. So there you go. It's a happy accident. Yep. Tis the season. If this is Ooh, out around Halloween. Spooky season. Maybe this was <laughs> spiritually manifested. Okay. Yeah, let's say, let's say that. Let's say that. <laughs> I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little scary. But anyways, before we get into it, I just want to know your general thoughts on this movie. Like, I know that Hereditary is very polarizing to some people. Like, some people really, really love it. Some people hate it. Um, what did you guys think? Okay, I'll go first. Um, I I kind of felt like it was a whole lot of nothing, although I won't lie. Like, it's not a completely bad movie. Like, it can, get, it can keep you a bit interested with uh, the kind of things that are going on, like, I'll speak to one moment. Like it very, it captivated me when she woke up the mother and like those ants and I was like leading her and shit. And I thought this was like, like she's awake. It's leading her to the room. Uh, Peter's covered in ants coming out of his mouth. She thinks he's dead. She starts to be shocked, but the words aren't coming out. And then boom, it snaps back. And then they're having a conversation. I won't say what was said. Then boom again, she wakes up from her bed. I was like, damn, like, this is some Inception shit. Like, yeah, dream in a dream. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it gives you some interesting visuals. But other than that, like, that was pretty much it for me. That's fair. That's fair. How about you, Dwight? What'd you think? Yeah, going off of what Akeem said, I'm going to start with the positives. This movie is visually stunning. I loved everything that they were doing when they were getting creative with the shot transitions. Like, you know, with the dollhouse, all that stuff. Yeah. And that is where my interest with this movie ends because this movie is boring as hell. However, yeah. I have to acknowledge I do have a bias because this director fucking sucks. Wait, wait, you don't like the director? Ari Aster with the director? Wait, but did you did you see Midsummer? Yes, this is why I'm saying this director sucks. I liked Okay, I personally liked Midsummer a lot better than this one. At least that one was a bit more captivating, but like this movie like it was, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Like I agree with the whole like cinematography stuff, and I thought there were some cool transitions, like um, like the um, the miniature uh, house in the beginning that led into yeah. Peter's the son's bedroom. I thought that was a good way to start the movie. Yeah. Um. I guess we know what our follow up is, though. What Midsummer? I, I don't want to watch. I want to shit on that movie so badly. I hated that movie worse than I hate this movie. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't that good. It was bad. I I've never seen it. I've never seen. It. Is that also a horror? Yeah, it's just it's this movie but with more shock factor. Yeah, that's that's and just the best way. It was to, more like, boring as it. well. But yeah, focusing on this movie though, this was long and drawn out. I feel like if they cut out all of the, all of the parts where nothing happened, then they could 
have this be a good 45 minute movie yeah fair enough but i feel like that like some of that time was needed because it's like it's not like it's supposed to be like a horror film like it's more of a psychological like thriller with 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 paranormal aspects yeah but let me walk you through the only needed parts at least from the beginning so you have the funeral you have that time like the point when they're in school then you have the party and that there's a gap between maybe what 20 to 30 minutes between them being in school and the party where nothing is happening yeah but i thought i thought that that was like like just to um to kind of establish uh all the family members roles in regards to each other so it's like you know the mom and the son clearly have a bit of a, an estranged relationship. Like when he when he went to go ask for the car, like she was kind of being snippy with him. He's like, "Oh, are you drinking?" And like, "Oh, what kind of event?" Oh, bring your sister. Blah 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 blah. You know, like she was kind of getting at him a little bit, and he was kind of giving her a little bit of an attitude too. I thought that like it was important to see like the dad's relationship with Charlie. So like after the funeral, you know, she's like, you know, your grandma was important to her, and like the mom is the person that really takes care of her, and. The like even Charlie in the bed when she was in bed and like the mom was talking to her, she was like, Oh, like I'm like scared, like what what's gonna happen to me? Like who's gonna take care of me? And then the mom's like, What do you mean? And she's like, After you die, because like clearly like her relationship with the dad isn't that good either. Like Charlie's relationship. Like he's yelling at her, like, Oh, take off your shoes before you go in the house and blah blah blah. Like he's a little girl. She's a little girl, you know, like And she also she also like she obviously has like some issues. So like to cheat Yeah, like, obviously. Yeah, but like I, I felt that the relationship between her and the mother was a lot more loving. I don't agree. As opposed to her and the father. I don't think I, I felt agree like the fa- I think the I think the father cared about her like for sure and like he was doing like his job as a dad. But I felt like he didn't see that until after she died. So I thought that that those those scenes in between were were kind of important. Well, like even when Charlie's saying, "Yo, who's gonna take care of me?" She, she corrected herself, but I think she was also talking about like right now, who's going to take care of me because grandma took care of me yeah fair so i don't think i don't think anybody in the family was connected yeah i kind of got the vibe that the mother felt like she was so burnt yeah same yeah but yeah okay fair enough but i i thought that she was at least trying to like play her role as as a as a doting parent you know at least i got that feeling more so from the mom in the beginning of the film than 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 the father I don't know, man. It, the father seems like he's the he is the only one with the true connection to these kids, though. Cause even when um when Charlie in the beginning when she, when he found he's the one that goes to look for Charlie, he finds her in the um in the treehouse. The mom's already in the car. He's like, "Yo, you can't sleep out here because you're gonna catch a cold." As the movie goes on, we notice that there's. Afterwards, there's a heater in the treehouse. I don't know who got the heater for the treehouse, but making that connection, I like it. See, it seems like an instance of the father actually caring and you know trying to keep this family sane. I guess. I guess, but <clears throat> he's the father, right? So he's got to take care of the household, and like they've been a family for a very long time. It's probably been a habit for her for a while that she always goes up to the treehouse. So he probably just probably gave up. He's like, let me just put a heater at the very least for the days I don't feel like getting her. You know what I mean? So I I hear what you're saying, but I don't I don't think it means he's super loving. He's, he's I didn't say father. super he's loving. Do job. Just more of a connection. Fair enough. 
I think that it's because he's seen as the outsider, or at least from the perspective of, of an of a of an audience member. You know, it's mm. like hereditary, right? Like he's he marries into the family, so he's the one with the different views and the different opinions. He doesn't share the, the one blood. Who, like, yeah, exactly. Okay, but. I don't know. Like, I thought that I thought that some like I get what you mean. Like, I do agree that I felt like this movie was longer than it needed to be. Like, there were a lot of scenes that we did, most definitely, most definitely could have done without. But um, I feel like in the beginning of the movie, like you need to do a certain amount of like establishing in terms of like character relationships and like what's going on in that world and like that kind of stuff. I'd say more so after the death of Charlie. That's when I was like, okay, you know, I don't need, I don't need all this. This is too much. How do you guys you know? feel about that, uh, that uh, part of the movie when she died and then Great. he came um, home and went straight to bed? I was shocked. I was like, holy shit, that shit just happened. But I, I, I kind of liked it because it's like, bro, like it's just how shocking it is. It's like, it's like it was shocking to us, but it was even more shocking to him. Yeah. Like, yo, he's he can't even come to terms. Yo, he couldn't even turn around happened. and like look. He glanced and he's like, nah. no, he, he didn't like, glance. His he, uh, he did dance. He glanced. He glanced. He did. He looked in the. He looked in the rearview mirror. Uh, he looked. He like very. And then as soon as he just started to see like a little bit of it, he's like, nah. He like he couldn't even look. He just like drove home. You know. Crazy. Super crazy. Super super crazy. I think that, and this is one of the things that I also do really like about the movie is that it it does a very good job of foreshadowing because if you remember earlier in the movie when they're in the school before the party when Charlie's in the class and they're doing a little quiz and she's playing with a little toy under her desk. A pigeon runs into the runs into the uh, or flies into the um, window, the glass, yeah. the window in the in the classroom. And then Charlie remembers that she goes outside and she beheads the freaking she beheads the corpse of the of the pigeon. And she's just carrying around like a pigeon head with her. And then ironically, she dies by beheading. I don't think mm-hmm. that's an accident, though. No, it's it's not no, an accident. No. I think it's good foreshadowing. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, like in the scheme of the story. Even beyond this foreshadowing, because uh, if you look at like, can we get to the shits? Like, can we dive right into the shits right now? Go right ahead. Go, Go right ahead. Charlie is Pyman. Charlie yes, is like yes. no, she's not the host of Pyman. She is Pyman. Correct. So, if you look, uh, take it in uh, the description. I don't remember if this is in the movie or if I looked it up, but Pyman has a feminine face, the face of a woman, basically. So. Charlie's not the only person with her head cut off in the entire film. The grandma's head gets cut off. The mother's head gets cut off. Charlie's head gets knocked off. Like, that's... it. Was, I think it's a symbolic or ritualistic in some form for the manifestation of Pyman. Like, he's taking their heads literally. Eh, spiritually, I guess. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? You said Paimon is a woman. No. No. I thought I thought I thought that's what you said. No, I said feminine face. She had the face of oh, a woman, feminine, or the head oh, of a woman. Oh, a face of okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, it's like the grandma. Like that's that's one thing that I was thinking too. Like in the in the bit in the bigger scheme of things, was Charlie meant to die? It was an accident that worked out for them because the grandma died before Charlie died. But like it seemed like this was all a ploy, and like, like I don't I don't know like, like. How do I say this? Good question. The grandma was obviously in on it. Was she like a, a take a caretaker? She was a queen. Paimon? Like in the she end, was... you see her picture on the oh, wall the and it says queen. Yeah. I think her mm-hmm. name was Lee, maybe? Queen Lee or whatever? Something like that. Yeah. 
But what I was saying was was okay. So the grandma she died first. But if you remember what what they were saying, when the first son Peter was born, the grandma wanted the son. Like she was trying to yeah. She was trying to like breastfeed him, like all that stuff. And you even see the miniature that the mom made of like her nursing him. No, that was and, like, Charlie, the, wasn't it? No. It was the first son because she, the grandma wanted her son, and the mom wouldn't let her have wouldn't let her have Peter. So then. After when she had Charlie, she's like, okay, like you could you can like have and do it on this one. That's why the grandma was the primary t- caregiver for Charlie, um, in that span of time. And also, if you remember, when the mom Annie went to the self help group after the the um the mother died, like the grief counseling, she like described her whole family situation, and she said her brother killed himself, hung himself because the mom kept on trying to put people in his body. Yeah. So it's like, is this, is this like, did they plan? Like, they're like, okay, we can't have Peter, but we have Charlie. So let's get rid of her, get rid of her feminine body and put him into, put her, put her, her soul into a male body. Do you think that this whole thing is preordained despite the grandmother's death? I think the grandmother's death might've even been part of it because they wanted the boy's body, Peter, right? Yeah. They wanted Peter's body like from jump. So I think, um, literally charlie the um, charlie the body was a placeholder yes even go back to again that scene in the beginning when the father's like you're gonna catch a cold charlie says i don't care she she may not be all the way in on it but i don't think i think she at some level understands that her life is immaterial that's an interesting way to to go about it because it is true. Like she was always just like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's fine." Like it's okay, like it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. She's just doing what she wants, but I feel I feel like at the same time, it's like she didn't plan it. Like she didn't know she was Paimon. Like things were still explained to her in the end. Oh you no, know? facts. Yeah, for sure. But I even though she didn't know it, I think that that's um. Uh, I don't want to call it fate, but it ties into that sort of um, you are not in control topic of the film like even at the beginning when peter's in class they talk about oh, yeah. heracles and his fatal flop you know that whole stuff about not being in control when the students she's like oh yeah like we're all just helpless pawns in this big machine and yeah that kind of stuff exactly yeah, i was thinking that too i was thinking that too in terms of like foreshadowing stuff i thought that was also a really good uh really good scene to add in definitely how'd you guys feel about uh joan being a catalyst to um to the progression of it who's joan again I- She's Joan the, was the, the woman that... at the uh, self-help or the circle, whatever that meeting was. Oh, okay, go ahead. She's the one that that like taught her how to like talk talk to the ghost. Do the seance. Got it. I thought that Joan was very important, but I think that that might be the link to the grandmother because she didn't know that Joan was her mother's friend, but at the same time, like she was going to her for like so much, like she was helping her out with all this grief and stuff, and and um, I think that Joan was just like. A Obviously, she was in on it. Yeah, she was manipulating her. Like, I don't think that what she what she gave her was the way to like you know talk to ghosts. It's probably some next spell to like get her possessed. You Facts. Know? Yeah, Facts. easily. And maybe yeah, yeah. that also makes me think like, was the grandmother's death like really intentional, or was it like a ploy to get Joan into into the the mother's life to then get to Charlie and um, Peter? Has to be intentional. Yeah. 
I wholeheartedly believe that it's intentional. Cause um, Cause she she pulled up on her, bro. This yeah, was in the parking lot. She ran up on her car. I would have been shook. Not only that, but literally from the moment that the mom did the ritual, Joan, not Joan, sorry, the moment the mom did the ritual, she started going crazy. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that that um it wasn't planned and even if it wasn't planned then maybe joan is the real mastermind <laughs> yeah no, honestly i i would have liked the movie more if joan had some type of spin on it like she wanted to become the new queen so she had a hand in the grandma's death and then she started to manipulate the mother to get uh paimon into the sun so on and so forth if she had a bigger role like that i think i would have been like yo this movie's kind of sick but the queen don't matter queen is another Not sacrifice Queen's already dead. Like bro. all the women are, all the women in that family were sacrificed. I mean, I guess the dad too, but like, no, nah, I think no really I feel like the dad, the dad was like kind of a punishment. Why? Because of the nature of the way he died. Yeah, like it was through the mother's actions that he died, and and it didn't seem like a sacrificing because he wasn't with it. He wasn't. He was going against it, but the mother was actively, even though she thought she was going against the rituals, she was actively uh enacting the ritual she would every step of the way for the entire movie she was helping the cultists complete their goals even sending charlie to the to the party was helping the cultists complete their goals she was with it even if she wasn't well actually again it goes back to the control thing it doesn't matter if you're with it because you're doing it facts i always thought this was one of the big questions that i really took away from this movie too i'm like whose fault was it were they all really just like pawns or like like even Peter, when when they when they're at the dinner table and then like they were snapping at each other, and like they were just like they were just going in and then like he was like oh like you know you can't even like take responsibility for anything you won't even say I'm sorry like nothing it was like was it Peter's fault or was it the mom's fault it was like Peter could have just went to the party like he could have just like you know if the relationship was better and they weren't like all snippy with each other the man could have just went to the party came back home if he did something bad deal with it from then but she's like no take your sister bring your sister with her the sister did not want to go she forced the sister to go she wouldn't have eaten that that cake with the peanuts in it at the party if she wasn't at the party you know it was mm-hmm. it was it was it peter being a bad brother and not watching her and making sure that like you know her allergies wouldn't go off and this and that like who whose fault was it all right so in to answer the question of who's to blame they're all to blame but at the same time they're all pawns. A million percent, they are all pl- pawns. Because um, if you look at in the when Annie actually goes to that's the mother's name, Annie, when she goes to the um support group or whatever, one of the things that I took away from that is she said, it doesn't feel like they're blaming me, but it feels like I am blamed. And that's like... That's for everything up to this point, but everything after this point. She and to an extent, she is blamed because that fam half of that family is her blood, and her blood is the problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that they were just playing into they were playing the roles that were kind of they were born into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very that's a very interesting take. One more thing that I really want to pose, and this kind of like links to the whole like the whole flaw of the movie having so many scenes that felt like they weren't really needed. 
do you think, I mean, clearly in the end, yes, but do you think that the mom was going crazy or did you think that this was really just some supernatural shit? Like, she was also showing signs of, like, you know, like, depression. She was taking, like, drugs, popping pills. Like, when she went to Joan's house the first time and she was talking to her, like, she was, like, breaking down a little bit and then she takes out, like, a little pill bottle, like, pops mm-hmm. her pills and then, yeah. like, you know, she starts to calm down a little bit, you know, like... She's having her, her, her moments there. She had such a hysterical reaction to Charlie's death, but, like, nothing to her mom. Like, do you think that this was all just the decline of jo- of uh, Annie? Or do you think that, that like, realistically, this is just some supernatural bullshit? Like, she even she even almost killed the kids, you know? Like, you know, like, she, she, she clearly had issues. I think it was a mental illness. I don't know. I think it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both to me. Because, like, she even showed, I think, signs of schizophrenia, no? When she was hallucinating. Or, no, she was... Yeah, go Was that hallucinating or was that, like, the ghost? Like, I felt like that's why I was, like, I didn't know what to take from this. Like, is this, like, just a woman losing her shit because of all the grief and, like, you know, all the hardships that's going on between her and her her loved ones? Or, Or is this really just, you know, some, like, supernatural shit? Like, in the end, it's like, okay, yeah, we want to summon fucking one of the kings of hell, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, up until, the, the like, that last, like, little bit, it really seemed like she was just losing it. I'm telling you, even in that point, she, like, all of them, the whole family is crazy except for the father. They were all losing her, their shits. Yeah. The mother had DID, the Dissociative Identity Disorder. That's something that, you can say that Annie, um, my apologies, Annie's mother, um, was had DID. You can say that Annie was either possessed at the end of the movie, or she also was manifesting this associative identity disorder under those that that stressful situation as well. And then you could, I know someone would probably point to look the dad caught on fire randomly. Maybe Annie set him on fire. Maybe we didn't see it. Yeah. Maybe we're seeing... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're seeing it from um, Annie's perspective, and Annie clearly isn't a reliable nar- uh, narrator, right? She ha- she definitely has DID. She definitely has schizophrenia, just like her brother, just like her mother. Like, she inherited hereditarily her mental illnesses from her, her family, her blood. Exactly. So I don't think there's anything spiritual about this. I think it's entirely just... You know, the you're crazy. She's crazy, and you're just seeing it from her perspective, yeah. like what she sees. Yeah, and we're seeing her drive her son crazy. It's true, cause like I was, I always thought like that one scene where she was like, "Oh yeah, um, with my son, I like one day, like my son and my daughter are in bed, and like I, I, I sleepwalk. So like, oh yeah, I was sleepwalking, and um, when I came to like." I was doused in um in uh, paint thinner. They were doused in paint thinner, and the striking the match woke me up. I almost set them on fire, or I put the match out right away. But like from the son's perspective, he was just there, like looking at his mom, like fucking try to kill him, you yep. know, like you know. So it was like, is she really sleepwalking, or is she just like disassociative? You know, like is there an issue going on there with her, or is this really something supernatural? And that's something that I thought was really um. It was very much exemplified through many of the scenes in the movie, but those again were the scenes that I felt like were a bit extra. It was like, okay, is she go? Is she losing it? Is she like she just like lost her marbles, or is she is she just like going through it right now with some spirits? 
I'm telling so, you. So I don't know. I'm betting any money that it's not it's nothing spiritual. She's crazy, her family's crazy, and those cultists are literally just following probably what is a very charismatic personality of her grandmother. Probably. Probably. Maybe even the father maybe they were father following the father who, you know, said, Hey, I'm a demon king. And the grandmother who has the ID was like, All right, let's get married. It's like realistically they could have been following anybody. Like you don't really know who who was really the crazy person or who was really, you know, some sort of like spiritual medium or it, it was it was a very it's a very interesting way to mix what's perceived and what should be actually happening that's why like i i I, when i when i watch this movie i'm like do i take what i'm seeing at face value or do i do i believe that there's more to this do i think the mom is just crazy like there's a lot to take away from that but again i felt like there were probably better ways to portray it it was very long like this Mm. movie did not have to be two hours agreed way too long so yeah, final thoughts. What would you give this movie a rating out of uh, out of ten? I'd give it a four out of ten. Uh, like I, I am, I'm so mad that I had to watch it again for the second time. Like it was not like it's just boring to me, mad boring. All right, what about, what about you, Dwight? <laughs> All right, um, this is literally the nicest that I can possibly be, and I'm digging deep to be objective well i mean it's not that hard to be objective to with this movie but Mm. just know i'm digging really deep to make sure that this is as objective of a rating that i could give it i give it a three give it a give it a three (laughs) those three are because of the actual visuals of it and the act the fact that i could you know dredge something out of this story because this story is dumb Mm -hmm. so if I if it were you know my biased rating, I'd give it a point five. The movie sucks. Wow. But wow. Objectively, it's a three. Ari Aster All right. sucks. All right, I will give this a five, and um, that is because, you know, I thought visually, <laughs> I thought visually it was good. In very in very specific aspects, I thought the foreshadowing is very very um well put together in uh, various scenes. Um, it's like something that you just catch, you know, just like a little line or two, and then you're like, oh okay, like this is this makes sense, or okay, I I can see this coming. Like all right, that's that's interesting. Um, I thought that the were at least for me because I've seen this movie more than once. So the first time, the whole like Paimon stuff at the end got some pretty good shock value for me. You know, I was like, all right, like. This, this clearly this is like there's some crazy shit going on right here. This is like wild, but like this movie gave me like some crazy blue balls, man. I'm like, is this a horror film? Yo. Like, where are the jump scares? Like, or like if there's a plot, like why isn't it like hashed out more? Like, I don't know. It Tell was, them. It was very. It was very. It was very borderline. That's the best way to describe it. It was like, do you want to be a horror film? Do you want to be a thriller? Are you trying to make me think? Or are you trying to make me be more? enthralled with the visuals like as it was is i i'm gonna i'm gonna just summarize what you said they didn't know what they wanted to be and they didn't commit to the bit fair that sounds like a fail for me how are you giving it 50 percent? 50 percent is not a pass it's a pass what do you mean i mean i guess in like university
Mm-hmm. What? All right. What would be a pass for you? Because I feel like we haven't discussed this before. So why not? What What would be a pass for you? Like a seventy. Mm. Like a like a B. I'm not happy with C's. I want a B at least. Okay. So, in terms of the movies that we've watched, none of them. Wait, two, one or two have been a pass then. Yeah. Okay. I think like six out of ten for me. Like six out of ten is like a decent movie. I don't mind watching it, whatever. It's like if I go home and I just, you know, I took a test and I have to show my mom my test and my grade, like I'm gonna be bummed if I show her a fifty. But if I showed her showed her a seventy, I'd be like, you know, like yo. The effort was there. You know, (laughs) yeah, allow that. You know, I got most of it, right? Mm, I mean, that's fair. Because objectively speaking, I don't watch movies or I don't consider movies that are not great. So like for me, my pass my pass grade would be probably <laughs> I don't even know I was trying to talk shit about yours. My pass grade is an eight. Yeah, I see. So <laughs> like, yeah, get out of here, you fucking fucking yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yo, thanks for listening. Um, I hope this comes out at a reasonable time. <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys! I'm speaking Happy it into existence. Happy New Year! Happy oh. Halloween! Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! I hate y'all. Keep an eye out because we'll definitely be uh, doing more of this. And um, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Take care.